Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Second Take Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Zinzi Weber. I'm Sebastian. And today we're remembering the Titans. Or we're reviewing Remember the Titans. It was don't, directed by Boaz Yakin. <laughs> Writer was Gregory Allen Howard. This movie starred Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Wood Harris, Ryan Hurst, Donald Fajan, Craig Kirkwood, Ethan Souple, Kip uh, Pad- Pardieu, Kip Pardieu, <laughs> Hayden Pantieri, I guess. Uh, yep, Nicole, Pantieri. Nicole Ari Parker. Kate Bosworth, Earl Poitier, Ryan Gosling, and Burgess Jenkins. A seamless first take. Wink. (laughs) Well, that was the music. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Can I compliment that music, Alex? Thank you, Sebastian. No, I haven't complimented it yet. Thank you, Sebastian. It's pretty good. I <laughs> like you, it. Sebastian. I'm thinking next time we'll do some like death metal though. No. God. Like everyone, welcome to Second Take Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and lately I'm into the idea of someone screaming burn it down during that. Uh, one of my wrestlers just added that to his theme song and I think it's really effective. So you can scream a burn it down. Can we go one episode? <laughs> one episode bef- without without wrestling coming into the conversation uh, unnecessarily. I'm jumping on board the, the, the haunted train that is the zeitgeist. I said haunted because zeitgeist sounds like a ghost kind of creature. Oh no, it's the zeitgeist. Doesn't it sound like a... When we next play John and dragons, you know what you're gonna find. A zeitgeist, a luchador, ghost. The ghost is gonna kill you so hard. No, it's fine. <laughs> I like I like the idea of a, a lovely Hispanic wrestler. So, so uh, remembering the Titans, oh, they were some Titans. I've got a. Well, I say I, Alex, and I have a really drawn out long history with this film. Or um, by all means, what year is it? It's 2017. This movie came out in 2000. Yeah. yeah. So we started going to school together in 2001. And I swear the second that hit VHS, let alone DVD, every time there would be an, any any delay at school, like with something's running late or we're at a camp or there, some, class, some classes go away and some classes stay in or whatever, this is the movie that they would this roll out from us. The one movie that the school had 50 copies of and that... We watched possibly <laughs> upwards of 50 times. And we're like, all jokes aside, we were at the school from grades 5 to um, 12. And I think this movie literally came out every year. And like, there have been one or two years in which we watched Simon Birch instead. <laughs> Fucking Simon uh, Birch. Yeah, Simon Birch. But this was the go-to. And like, our school would have a retreat at an off-site uh, camping ground, much like the one in this film, except nowhere near a Civil War memorial, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, and... This would also come out. Like even in grade 12, lead, uh, grade 11, sorry, our leadership camp 
This is the film that made us watch. Yeah. Leadership and Camp. Then I, I went to like um, World Youth Day in our senior year, which was a Catholic thing. That's when the Pope came to yeah. the city, right? Yep. To Australia. And um, later on in that year, everyone who went had a, a retreat over a weekend. Lo and behold, what did we watch? <laughs> remember, the remember the Titans. The Titans I couldn't forget the Titans if I tried. I think, <laughs> you know in movies when the people get into like car accidents and they get movie amnesia? I think that even if that happened in the realms of a movie, my, I would just be like, well, I just get this, this scene. <laughs> this exact thing happens. <laughs> so I'm not trying to build this up as a bad point in this movie. I just oh, want to no. just throw out there. We have seen this movie just probably too many times. Saints seen it enough times. It, so about well, two or three times? Yeah, well, four or five maybe. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I I still enjoy this movie. Like I will still put it on mm. and get Well, sand. you had better because you requested this movie. I, I requested this, this go on the for list. the listeners because if they haven't uh, seen it, it is a movie that I am going to break our formula I just and say to, I would recommend <laughs> I just want to say here that a uh, friend of the show Shane Anderson has Oh Shanderson as I call him Yes Shanderson uh, uh, has well, suggested well as as more the more to the point let me know that there is a uh, a screening in the, in the coming month of Titanic at a cinema and suggested that we all go see it and talk about it. And I wait. Is he inviting us on a four-way movie date, or is he telling us to go see it together as a as a podcast group? As a podcast group. Well, I was I was in when I thought it was a date, but now I'm off. You have a wife. Yeah, I can't waste time on not dates. I can be efficient with my cheating. Is that how this works? Wait, sure. Wait, who? Do you I- think we're in a relationship because. This is this is- not how this works? Oh, maybe no. I misinterpreted. Uh, ignore everything I said. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> So Titanic, <laughs> but we can't play it in reverse if it's on the big screen. Wait, what day is it? I have no idea. I, I can't, can't make, make it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Did I mention we've known each other since grade five? Has uh, that come up on the podcast today? Sixteen <laughs> um, years. Oh, not enough. Anyone, if you can hear me, this is a message. Get me out. I was. I'm being held against my will. Oh, you're a jerk. So I was interested in this film for one reason. Because I had been forced down my throat so many times in my youth, I was literally like, I wonder if I like this movie. Because I have fond memories of it, but I'm also, I was a lot younger when we were watching it. And I don't know, maybe it hit me at the right age and I could get on board with it. And I was honestly curious if I'd still like it today. So this is sort of me versus nostalgia today to see whether it actually is a good film or whether I just have you know, my childhood. Let's see if nostalgia wins. Let's see if it does. Or let's see if nostalgia even comes into it. Production notes. I've got a couple. I have. You, I hope you've got a really in a fakey. I have. I have one for you. This is. You go first, but if you take one of my my reallys, I'll slap you. Well, why didn't well, you go first? Because it's his pick, and I'm going to be. Pl- he's only got one. This movie was based on real events. There you go. All right. That was solid. There note. were there are solid a couple note. of characters that were added in um, for um, dramatic um, inclinations, obviously, mm. like any based on film. But yeah, yeah. There you go. Denzel Washington wasn't the person it was based on. He was just an actor playing a person. Oh, that's interesting. Just clear that up. Thanks. Um, hey, you're, you're welcome. You guys ready for real or fakey? 
Director James Gunn stated that the original Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack was heavily inspired by this films. Mm. And director Bose Yakin, I guess, is that how we're going to say his name? Yeah. Sure. Uh, went on to write Now You See Me. Mm, I could believe the first one because the music was a major point for the film. Mm. And it is very similar. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say the first one's real. <sighs> While the first one might be real, he never has stated it. I just, right. I just implied it. Because there's like two or three songs that are in both movies. Right. That's true. Boziakin wrote both one and two. He only got a character credit for two. I don't think he wrote two. I think he just got... You know what? He has done enough. I was honestly curious what other films he went on to make after this because I... Let me see. I'll look it up right now. nothing good. It's really weird. It's like he stopped directing after this. Like Mm. this is the kind of film you make and I expect that you get jobs thrown at you, but no. Oh, he wrote the rookie. Th- this film. What did he direct though? This That's film a great tanked one. at the box office. Did it? Yes, it did not do well. Oh, I heard the one I read was it saved the month of August when it came out from being the lowest grossing month ever by bringing in twenty million by itself in that month. But I guess depending on what the budget was, that might it, not be it, enough. It may have come out in August, but it was out by September. Is that a normal run? August and gone by September. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like the biggest the run I have that's longest in my memory apart from The Force Awakens, which was in cinemas for like six months, was my Big Fat Greek Wedding and Titanic. Those two were in cinemas for like 11 months or some shit here. So it's, that, those are particularly yeah. long. Yeah, my Big Fat Greek Wedding in Australia lasted a long time, but it's probably because of the, the Mediterranean bitches. That's not the right term. Wow. I was going to say you can just say Greeks, but no. You <laughs> had a whole other idea. Mediterranean Greeks? Uh I have some production notes. Sure. In true Disney fashion, they asked uh, that all the many, many colourful profanity, profanity phrases be removed from the movie. Thanks, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are familiar with the, oh, gosh, I've forgotten his name now, Gary, who had the car accident during the film and can't make the final game? Yes. They did change that from what actually happened. He actually had the car accident after he was present for all 13 games. Aww. So that's a case they, they added something to make it more dramatic, I guess. Yeah. But he was present in those games. You know something else that they changed? The score of the final game. It's 27 nil. they won by. They weren't down at all by halftime. They <laughs> slaughtered their opposition. <laughs> no, something else that they changed was um, it was not a brick that was thrown through Coach Boone's window. It was, in fact, a toilet. Yeah. But Disney thought that would be too funny for the quite serious situation. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) But they could have turned it up and done a flaming skull. So I think that brick, good choice. Yeah. Um, The music in this film, funny, you brought it up before. Um, The music, because this film, they wanted it to be more than just like a sport fan sort of film they wanted it to intrude it in the fashion to be um, enjoyed by everyone, like family friendly. Um, whenever there's like a moment in any f- game where they like they win or they like start to get up or something, it turns into like 
like rock, like happy, like rock fanfare music. sort of behind yeah, them. Yeah, sort of. So it like pulls the audience back in. They're like, yeah, we can get behind this. Yeah, I really appreciate that in this film. Because okay, I watch rugby league or NRL within Australia. Yeah, we do the same thing every time. There's a try. There's <laughs> yeah. music. There's music. Um, I watch rugby union. I watch football as in soccer. Um, very different games, but also very structurally similar. AFL maybe not as much. You know, they're all over the place, but similar. I, for the life of me, cannot work out what the fuck is going on in these gridiron games. I did not realize until this viewing of the film that the team literally splits into sections that are on and off the field at different times. Yeah, I'm just yeah. used to a whole football team being on the field. I didn't the realize fans and there's the offense. Yeah, it's the the, the phases and of how then they play. The kicker. <laughs> it's so it's weird. So it's it's more like. Uh, like the coach is actually much more like a general leading an army in different movements yeah. and tactics rather than rugby where it's kind of like a, a real team with their skills and strategies and they kind of have to improvise as they go. Yeah, it's, it really took me off guard because I, I didn't realise that until this viewing that they do like that. <laughs> and I was, I, I was watching it with my wife and I was like, these fucking Americans, I don't know what they've done to football, but this is not right. I, I got so mad. But what they've done to football is right turned now, it into but... an RTS, is what they've turned it into. Yeah. One, one other quick thing. Um, I was reading um, that some of the plays that they do or some of the like penalty awards that they are given um, weren't actually in the rules in 1971 when this is set. So, like, they didn't come into play until years later. So whatever happened in those games, like, they got, like, an advancement or something like that wouldn't have happened in the game. So, like, factually... Is this game like AFL in that when the quarterback throws the ball and your receiver catches it after a certain distance and they get tackled, that's because they said, like, this person gained six metres, that's now their new restart point for their next phase of play, correct? Correct. So they just move up the field... Pass by pass, in that sense, like with the quarterback. Yeah, so once you get through the pass, you you would probably just give it to a to your quarterback to run it in. Yeah, yeah. But Why if do I know more about football than you, I don't people. play gridiron. Um, I don't. Play there's like iron. there's a certain amount of downs. Like they have a, a, a the advantage point that they need to get past. So yeah, and like that's the point first, that they're getting... first down or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they need to make it past that to get their second down. But then if if they don't, say it'll be first and third or something like mm. that. If it's the third play on that, trying to get the first. It's so weird. One of our old managers, Al, used yeah. to play gridiron. Yeah. Um, and he, he loved it. He would he would get like the Madden football games and play them on the Xbox or yeah. whatever as well. It's like, I don't I don't get it. Like with all like the uh, the body armor they're pretty much wearing, mm. is that because we don't do that in our sport, but I guess in our sport a lot of our players are constantly mobile. I can only assume that's they wear them because you get flogged even yeah. if you're stationary in this game, right? Yeah. Well, the whole point of the game is pretty much to slam as hard as you can into the person directly in front of you to stop them from moving. It's such a weird game. This feels like Clash of the Clans, like video game, rather than a football game for me. Well, like, it's, it's so kind weird. of like a scrum, but more all violent. the time. Yeah. 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 And one on one. Whereas you're trying to actually like use that scrum as like uh, a barricade to hold the other team at bay while you get past their defences. Let's Ah. move on. Yeah. um, Shall we? Shall we do babies? Sure. (laughs) I looked down at my notes and had an evil thought. Oh, yeah. I want you guys to mix a true story 
with a bunch of lies and you get this movie. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's just, <laughs> just mix the truth with lies. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure. That's pretty okay. much it. Uh, Zane? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say The Mighty Ducks and Selma. I haven't seen Selma. Any good? Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I've seen The Mighty Ducks, of course. Of course. Yeah, Who because hasn't? Emilio Estevez. I'm mostly a child. <laughs> they form the mighty V, the flying V, whatever flying it is. V. Yeah. It's pretty mighty. You're a child. What about you, Alex? It's also Disney. Um, I said, now, <laughs> hear me out. It's the NFL <laughs> and Michael Jackson. <laughs> Why Michael very Jackson? Very good. That's very clever, actually. Because he's integrating the black and white. But and why NRL? No, no, NFL. Why NFL? Because it's the game they were playing. Ah, oh, all right. I think he said NRL. I said NFL. I, I heard F. I heard NRL. Well, well that's two to one, Zay. Only the tape knows now. Um, well, even if I did say NRL, it was meant to be NFL, even though I'm pretty sure I said F. I agree. Um, so yeah. I will fight oh, yeah. you both. Okay. Please save me. <laughs> I can't fight them. It's just... It's true. It's just a joke. I'll talk so, about uh, all the wrestlers that were in this film. Tweet Stop nope. talking about the wrestlers. <laughs> yes. Huh? Um, the only way to get Zane to talk about sports willingly, the movie. Hmm. I'll talk about other sports. Willingly. Willingly? I yell about wrestling a lot, it seems. Oh, it's a sport now. I'm interested. We talk about RuPaul's Drag Race all the time. Yeah. It's not an actual drag race, guys. <laughs> I think I've never watched an episode and intend not to. So I just assume it's not about drag racing. It's because you're a gay hater. It's because it? I hate the gays. What can I say? I rhymed, so they know I'm cool. Ain't no fool. Zane? As they're representative <laughs> in this room, I would not use the word cool to describe you at this point or at any point in the past. I know I left my duck bill hat at home. But... <laughs> anytime in the future. Tweet nopsis, you say? Yeah. Uh, quotations. Mm. Civil rights and quotations. Through the metaphor of high school football. Hashtag Disney. Hashtag Disney. Hashtag Disney. Underlined Disney. Alex? Okay. All right. It's a haiku. <clears throat> Don't I, I don't think it was a haiku. <laughs> Classic haiku of repeating the same word four times, even though I think it's like four syllables at the end and Disney's two each, right? Yeah. I had some to make up on. Is it 7-Eleven 7-Eleven is a chain of convenience stores. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea how I long think it's 794. I don't know. What a ridiculous culture. Know. Anyway. Black and white guys play American throwball. Hashtag doesn't matter if you're black or white. I like how he mixes Michael Jackson into his tweetnopsis as well. It's pretty good. That's I, the consistency. I thought about this. I, I think it's like he anticipated me taking <laughs> taking issue. I just doubled down. Everything I write down, I anticipate an issue being brought up with from either of you. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. Like you are a terrible person. It's true. I get my jollies off your. That's why we're friends. Cause you make me look good. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, Titans, what do you remember of them? Uh, a lot. There were some sports. There was too some much sports. sports, sports. For, my, for my liking. Really? Too much? Too much sports. Uh, what? A yeah. sports movie with well, too much sports yeah. in it? Oh, we'll, no. we'll focus on the bad for a bit then. What didn't you like about this film? What didn't 
I I didn't like that all these uh, high school guys look like they were 50. thirty to fifty years old. Uh, they don't look like high schoolers. They don't talk like high schoolers. They don't act like. High I will schoolers. say some of the African American actors I thought looked high school ish. I thought Turk they, looked they looked high school. Turk did. He didn't look as young as he did in Clueless. No, that's sorry, Donald Fajon for those that haven't watched Scrubs, but yeah. Um, and uh, is it Rev? No, who's the one that kept singing? Was it Rev? Uh, I can't remember. The one that was always singing in yeah. every scene ever. He looks like he could be young enough. And the really fat white guy, whose name I forget. Oh, I like him. I think Slurpee. he's dead now. Was it actually Slurpee? Or are you just saying a name that... Wait, the white guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was his Suplay? Ethan Suplay. He's the guy from My Name is Earl, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. But he looks young. He's a Scientologist. He's a terrible person. Is he? Well, like, Make him stop. Okay. <laughs> Seb's PSA this episode. I think you can be a Scientologist and not be a jerk. It's if you're one of them Scientologists that like kidnaps people <laughs> and makes them Scientologists by force, then yeah, you're ticking a couple of bad boxes. I think you've got to have a lot of money to make like be a Scientologist. So I guess I'm out. Or I'm in. Maybe I'm secret rich. I'm not secret rich. Are we have a Patreon. On- <laughs> no, um... No, things I didn't like about this film. It was a quite a long film. It was just under two oh hours from memory, wasn't you, it? Like it <laughs> you're fun. not doing anything to help yourself. I didn't say it. You agreed with it pretty quickly. I, re- I responded by telling him how long it was. I only know this because I thought it would be an hour and a half and I put it on at nine o'clock going like, I'll get to bed at 10.30. And I got to bed at like 10 past 11. Oh, I didn't, I, no. I Worst thing that's ever mm. happened to anyone ever. Forced to watch a decent movie about a subject that you like with actors that you appreciate. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> people need to understand that life is hard. Um, bad stuff. Oh, this is a real. This is a real struggle. It's a for Disney me. movie. Like it's pretty strong the whole way through. But this wasn't Disney in the sense that, like, okay, I, I when you say Disney film, I associate that with bullshit kiddery, which is a term I'll never okay. use again. Well, let <laughs> me let me clarify what I mean by Disney. What I mean by Disney is super politically correct, super polished, very smooth and constructed product. This isn't uh, this isn't some some producer, some director, some actor's pet project that they really feel strong about. This is this is a product of Disney's movie machine. Mm. They need these beats to happen at these places. They need these names to drive these dramatic points home, and they need everything to wrap up and have a very strong uh, moral at the end. So it's a tried and true system. I like Disney movies mm. because they like they meet all the all the all the uh, categories that you need a movie to get. Yeah, you. if this is a science experiment and you have a list of ingredients you need to go in to make it successful, they know exactly each ingredient, how much of it to put in there and what yep. order to put them in to make a movie that is completely Explosive or not? I don't know what. I don't it's know not what you're explosive. making. What it is? It's just vanilla. It's vanilla ice cream. It's great. You can always have it. It's delicious. But sometimes you might want some Rocky Road ice cream, and you go watch Requiem for a Dream, mm. and so, then regret it immediately. I want to throw <laughs> yeah. back to our review last week. We did 
another story, another film based off a true story that's completely different in direction for me. And we did Dallas Buyers Club. So instead of it being about race, this is about, I guess, well, apart from safe use of certain drugs, sex politics, for lack of a better term? Or uh, I think that movie was more about like uh, FDA regulations. and Yeah. And there were undertones into the homosexual community and the, I guess, the homophobic community between Matthew McConaughey's deep southerners and the gay people. Why are you looking at me like that's exactly what the film was? I I just like how uncomfortable I'm making you by looking. Just at you just like staring this. at me like I said something wrong. I'm like <laughs> I know I didn't say anything wrong. Um, and that film was played off, and uh, I guess I'll say a less wholesome, more gritty way. But it didn't. It didn't feel good. Whereas this film, I don't know. I, I don't mean feel good isn't happy. Well, I think it felt nasty. Whereas this film, even though you're hearing all these horrible things and th- that are being said to these people, it. I guess I feel more sheltered by this film. Like it was in, in, in a way that was more digestible. Yeah. So these, this movie doesn't push the boundaries on what it on what it explores in the in the arena of race relations and mm. the civil rights and and integration. It really is just clarifying very well trodden ground. I think the main difference between a film like Dallas Buyers Club and Remember the Titans is it focuses so much on what the events mean to a character and having characters who uh, interact with other characters in the environment of what's happening rather than just describing what's happening using the names of these people. Mm. So it's a much deeper character piece. Um, I would also say... Even for, if those characters are stereotypes. Yeah. For our benefit as well. This is a very removed issue for us. For I mean, I'll speak on behalf of the three of us, but as white Australians based in Queensland... Yeah, well, I was only like 15 at the time when they were talking about... Talking about what? In the 50s. Oh, no, I don't mean our ages. I mean our, <laughs> our locations... We don't have, like, we have an indigenous community, but within Queensland, especially where we live, you, you pass 100 people and two of them in Brisbane City might be indigenous, maybe. Depending where you are. Like, Brisbane, I'm talking about the general CBD area where we are, on the also, north side as Australia well. Australia didn't have race riots. No. But when I'm saying, when you go into other territories within, or states within Australia, there's a more prominent race gap. I guess, but we're not really we're not in that area where it's a big thing for us. So it is a Yet. removed issue. Like I can acknowledge and recognize everything, and it all makes sense. But I guess I don't have an emotional attachment to the idea from experience. I can invest myself. I just have nothing to draw on personally for it. Well, and I think that's what this movie is about. I don't think this movie is talking to people who. I don't think it's trying to change people's minds about what they think. I think it's. The movie is written and uh, directed in a way to make you super angry that these people are being treated in this unfair way mm. without ever... Like, it's not talking to racists. It's not saying, hey, racists, watch this movie and change your mind. It's talking to people who already are not racists. I mean, I want to see people 
come around to their yeah. side of seeing. So uh, while it is nominally an exploration of the civil rights movement, it is just kind of like building on tra- retreading those those paths. Yeah. Like it's, it's using civil rights to evoke an emotional reaction from the audience so that they like the film. And I think it does that really well. Yeah, and I, I think I do agree. It definitely does. Do you think that this film could have been a little bit deeper? Yes. Would you, you would have rathered it? I don't think... Th- this movie is not an important film. This is a feel-good film about an important issue. Uh, so, like, just recently, like, we've had 12 Years a Slave, we've had Selma. These are important films about the very same issue. So it's... It, like this, this movie is pretty much popcorn compared to the actual true cinema of a movie like Selma. Yep, and it's like Selma is also a biopic, so based on true events, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Or um, oh, what's the one with NASA ladies? Um, hidden, hidden, hidden figures. figures. Yeah, that touches on the same sort of um, aspects. With civil rights. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very effective in the way it's done as well. The, the, comp- comparing this film to those films, though, is... Um, it's like putting um, Dallas Buyers Club up against RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, it, they're not in the same... Yeah. Like, yeah, they, this they is, educate this is... the same sort of thing, but it's they're not the same sort of movie. Well, then how would you guys say this film punches as a sports movie, then? Because if it's not, I'm not saying you're thinking it's bad, but if it's I not think, fully I think functioning, this is so almost an epitome of a sports movie is almost a parody. Like really, yeah, almost it, a parody. It, I think if it was not didn't have the the race relation sort of subplot, I think that this would be a parody of a sports film. I think it's only because it has that extra kind of layer that it does get away with what it does because mm. it is it's literally about. A group of people that don't get along, find, figuring out their differences, teaming together, overcoming adversity, and winning. That's what a sports movie is. Yep. The and thing this is missing is the underdog tone because this team was never booked as a team that loses. As well, in, sorry, as a as a bad there, team. But there, it does have the underdog of the coach. Yes, because the coach is the underdog. If he loses a game, he he loses his job. Yeah. So he needs to win and so they come together and they win. Yeah. Like it is every sports movie ever written. Um, it only gets – I think it only gets away with it and has the great reputation that it has because it also has this uh, – the, the subplot of all the, all the important, in inverted commas, story of the first integrated football team. And another note to why I think this movie does succeed, honestly, Denzel Washington. Yes. I think yeah. he adds so much presence to every scene he's in that it, I don't know, it may, that almost makes the movie for me just on his his performance alone. Well, I'm not a huge Denzel Washington. Shocking. I don't know him from that many things. I've, Man on Fire is the last one I can think about, but that's. I mean, I like him. I like his work, but he doesn't. Again, all his characters are variations on like. Will Smith, like Tom Cruise, all these names that kind of played variations of the same character. But in this film, I really liked Denzel and Will Patton and their relationship together. I think they have real on-screen chemistry. Mm. Um, 
and all of the subtext that we saw between them, those were some of my favourite scenes. Yeah. Is, is them communicating by saying words and not saying more words. Mm. Yeah. The scene where he um, hands the banana to the coach that... Yes. Yeah, I thought that was an absolutely fantastic one. I really enjoyed just like the, no, go fuck yourself sort of yeah. moment. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoyed his character. Like, yeah, I do see he does play a lot of similar roles. He's training day, right? That's him as well? Yes, yeah, I believe so. Obviously, he's a bit more of a badass than that one. But mm. I'm so used to, it's funny, I'm so used to him being, uh, playing an endearing character. And he does in this film, but he also plays <laughs> such an asshole. But I never once felt like I was going to turn on him. Like, I never yeah. get to that point. Like, He's a, I guess you call him a Disney asshole. Like he's a safe kind of asshole. Absolutely. But that works for me. Like he's a prick, but when you put him up against, say, a character like uh, House, <laughs> like that's a, a likable, you know, kind of asshole. Yeah, I'd, I'll walk with Denzel any other day. Like, yes. So I think he played it effectively. I'll give him. Oh no, absolutely. Like by no means does Denzel detract from this film, mm. um, I think this is exactly Denzel's wheelhouse, playing yeah. playing this kind of character. And who I said I thought was going to detract were the two little girls, but even they were pretty good in this film. One of my favourite characters is that little girl, the, the blonde one. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Like amazing performance from a child actor. Yeah. yeah. And, and one that I totally forgotten existed until I watched <clears throat> it this time. Yeah. Okay, well, Solid. do you guys want to then swap over and we'll nail what's great about this film? I sure. mean, we kind of have sure. been in between, which is, I guess, telling of how we all feel. But Well, yeah, there isn't yeah. a lot bad with this film. Like, it's You could say it's dull in parts, but it's emotionally engaging. Well, that's so, the thing. Like, with a Di- the Disney formula gives you, at worst, an average film with good parts. I think with, this gives you a good film with great parts. Yeah. Yeah. It. And I think a lot of that that comes down to both direction writing and well, all direction writing and performances. Is, there isn't there isn't a weak performance in this film. I think. You know, it was pretty honestly. It was pretty consistent. Like, no, not everyone's given a huge moment to shine. Like, you made this yeah. film again today, and like, you're not going to get Ryan Gosling in that bit part. Like, yeah, like yeah. there was a throwaway yeah. character, but yeah. but all was, the guys like Ethan Supley. Was yeah. cut, was really great. Yeah. I really liked his the moment where he's talking about how he's white trash. Like I think yeah. that 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 in any other movie that could be a really cliche moment. Yeah. But in this movie, it it adds to the character, and they don't they don't shy away from it or dwell too long on it. Yeah, you don't see his yeah. home life. You don't see them in the trailer. Exactly. Or whatever, you know? It's like, just a garnish just, on an otherwise good story. Yeah. Do you guys think that this film could have done from? less featured members of the team? Like, I personally think it was okay, but would, it, would you have rather have seen more of, say, Donald Faison and had less of someone else? No. You happy um, with the amounts? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think everyone was serviced enough to for character depth and story. Like, like you, I, I, you show me the pictures of all the characters and I can tell you like what their gimmick was, for lack of a better term. Like, oh, that's the singing guy. Sunshine. That's the quarterback. That's Sunshine, yeah. yeah. But apart from that, like I, I can tell you a brief sentence on every character, but the only one we really get to know is the coach. Well, that, and that's what the movie's about. Yeah. yeah. Like if you didn't, if you focused more on the team, it would be more of a more of a Mighty Ducks where it's about the actual kids, the the actual team 
finding their place in the team, mm. whereas this film is more about the two sections of the team figuring out their differences and winning mm. uh, because of them. One so, thing I really wish we had carried through with, what, though, we kind of do in text. So when um, the... I forgot his name again, the overweight white guy goes up. Ethan's to play. Yes, Ethan's up and he's giving his little talk about like how he's met his new black friends and he says he doesn't want to go to college because he knows he's not college material but he's really okay with that. And, you know, the coach gives him an aside saying, you bring me your grades every week and we'll go over what you're not getting and we're going to make sure that you you can improve your grades while you're working with me. And his lovely little thing is like keep it a secret just between you and me, that's fine, and then continues on. The only payoff to that is we find that he went to college in text at the end of the film. Yeah. Even one scene of that further interaction just to show follow through with that would have been better because now I feel I'm like that film I'm almost certain that's on the cutting room floor. I'm you, almost certain yeah. it was there because, I, yeah, again, like there, there's a, bits of that but as soon as you add that in for that character... You've now over-serviced him and under-serviced yeah. everyone else, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think showing that in text at the end is an appropriate... Finish to that song. Yeah. To, to that finish to that song. To that story. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, are you guys happy yeah. to move on? Or yeah, I, I, I mean, don't, I don't have anything to really. Like, it's it's not. It's a really safe movie. Yeah. It uh, it's it's solid. It's safe. It gives you a lot to to look at and feel during the movie. So there isn't there isn't mm. a lot to talk about. Oh, I do have. To, I just. To mention, I was saying how this film's a true story, but full of lies. <laughs> um, the only other part, apart from the car crash scene being changed to have an earlier stat drama, um, so the whole thing is like they're the only mixed school in this competition. Um, it turns out they weren't. Yeah, they were just the last school in their district to become mixed. So their team was the newest with mixed race. So that was meant to be their story of adversity. Like they're like they're still getting it gelled in. Yeah. But obviously they've changed the story to no, we have gelled, no one else has gelled, and let's make that work. So similar note, like there was still a point of difference, but they I guess they wanted to show a more progressive team rather than the last progressive team. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. This is very helpful. My wife did a book report on this in high school and she was able to fill me in with all the facts while watching it. So <laughs> props to her because I was not going to do the research. Mm. Yep, we have seen that time and time again. <laughs> so verdicts then? Yeah, I guess so. Like I, I, I think I've I've gushed about this movie, so I'm I'm pretty happy to say that it, like it's it's a movie that if you're in the mood for a feel good movie, this is it. Um, it doesn't, and it doesn't feel like a super sickly sweet feel good movie. It feels like you, it makes you work for it because of the uncomfortable situations that it puts you in with the racism and the fights and what have you. Mm. And to be fair, you're only uncomfortable for maybe the first twenty odd minutes, and then yeah. it gets you into the yeah. feel good moments during the camp and stuff. Like, yeah. like they work you through it, and then the bad guys become the other coaches and the referees, and and they're almost. Like that. Nothing in this film, though. Like they're a bad exactly. guy for a scene each, yeah. and they're not threatening. So what what this movie does, it really kind of sets you up to feel righteous for the second, for, for the second and third parts of this film. Mm. So it, it makes you feel good. Um, I think that I think the halfway point of oh, you know, my feelings is the brick through the window. Yeah, and even like okay, I was unsafe emotionally for fifteen seconds, and now I'm back to being coddled. And having said that. There is always time for a movie like that. 
you don't always want to work hard when you're watching a movie. Most of the time you don't want to work hard when you're watching a movie. And I think Disney has it down pat. So I think this is one of the more mature Disney films. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a second take from me. Alex? I already gave mine. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, Yeah. this, this movie's great. Um, oh, I'd set it at a B plus if I was giving it a giving it a grade. Like I give it a solid B. You can solid B, yeah. B. Somewhere in that area. Like yeah. it's by no means a perfect film, but it also didn't do much wrong. But it's it's still very much on the good side of things, not remaining like a neutral kind of feel. Yeah, film. competent yeah. film. Yeah, like if we're giving it a size of shirt, it's an extra medium. I believe is how we would phrase that. Sure. Yeah. No, I enjoy, I enjoy this, and I'm pr- I mean. I can't guarantee I'm going to watch it again this year, but if I'm probably going to see it in the next five years, whether I like to or not, I guess I'll be happy when I do. What do you mean whether you like to or not? Sometimes I get tied to chairs and made to watch movies like in Clockwork Orange to emotionally sensitize me to the things I say and why I say them. Is this... I'm do going I to, need to talk to Jess about this? No, 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 no. Is this, this against your will? Of course, it of course kind of it's against my will. I'm being tied to a chair. With my eyes peeled open. Don't kink shame people, Seb. Yeah, oh, I'm not. You guys, everyone, fuck however you want to. I don't care. Just don't send me pictures. Now, oh. two things. We actually forgot You're something. We're going to get so many pictures. We actually forgot something. So we'll skip yeah. it now. But last week we didn't do our um, redo of um, Dallas Bias Club, I realized. So we've got to make sure that we do it for today. But we also... We're meant to do viewer questions at the front of the episode. Oh, yeah. Let's do viewer questions at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, whoopsie daisies. I mean, like, if we wanted to, we could just edit this to the front, but we're not going to because no. that's a lot of work. In the it's same- not a lot of work, but I think it flows nicely. Yeah. Time. So, do you want us to do a quick redo of the movie and then viewer questions or viewer questions? And I think we should fix the movie up first. Yeah, let's fix the movie up. Um, who wants to tackle this one? Tackle is a football joke in this case. Well, I believe I suggested it, yeah. so I do it. Well, I'm, I was just putting the option out there because I don't want it. <laughs> Go for it, mate. What do you want to do? Prequel, sequel, remake. Do a sequel. The coach is an octopus. Give me something realistic. Okay. They're all in heaven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can work with that. The, the team is all, all dogs. <laughs> an all dog what? in heaven. What? Because all dogs go to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> So it's a sequel where everyone has gone to heaven, but heaven is where everyone is, are puppies. Alex, Alex, this is Can, this is kind of so easy because it's a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. This, this is, is the great, all, great. this is the straight to DVD animated sequel, yeah. right? This yeah. is this is the story of this is the heaven. crossover between All the Dogs Go to Heaven and Remember the Titans, it's written for you and by you. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's, uh, 32 years later and, um, uh, what was his name? Donald Fazion. Fazion? I think it's Fazion, but you know what, Turk. (laughs) Turk is the last of his, uh, teammates to, uh, pass away. Oh, no. Um, sadly, and um, when he gets to the uh, the pearly gates, he uh, realizes that uh, his his hind leg is up, and uh, he is uh, urinating on oh the no. gate. What a surprise! And How does this work? He's so confused. He's like, "What? What am I? What am I doing that for?" 
and then he realizes there's there's something like wagging out the back of him, and he chases it for a bit. Oh, I want. Setting I, a, want I want a Turk puppy. Just, just that. That's just the first scene, and then this is very important. Very, very what, important. Yeah. What breed of puppy is Turk? Oh, he's a schnauzer. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <all> right. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then so he he gets inside and um he he's got the scent of something very familiar and uh it's um Ethan Souplé's character from White White Trash Man. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Louis Lastic. Louis who's a big pit bull. <laughs> and uh <laughs> He's no, like, not a not an not an English bulldog. English bulldog. American mm. boxer. Boston Terrier. Boston. He kind Boston. Chowder. 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 Stop it. Let Alex get on with his movie. <laughs> but yeah, this is just uh, the beginning. The the whole team meets up, and um, there's uh, a group of other. Puppies that uh, are they uh, evil puppies? No, I wouldn't say evil. I would say rival. Racist puppy. <laughs> they rival. Okay, rival. That's a Disney way to say it. The uh, the Titan puppies, um, and they have to come together and uh, work together once more to uh, overcome the the rivalry of the other puppies in a yeah, classic game of. Uh, American pup ball, uh, specifically designed for puppies to play like an American style football, but without uh, the concussions. Yeah, no concussions because they're all puppies. Dogs can get concussions, just so we're aware. And the the overall. What are you doing to your dog, Seb? I'm just telling you that they they got brains. They can get concussions. No concussions though, because it's not that kind of sport. Okay, that's true. Um, the the um, the team has to overcome working together as puppies and teaching Turk pup <laughs> how to be a puppy because he's very very new to this. Yeah, being a puppy is hard. Mm. All of the time you just kind of flop over and go to sleep, and we don't even realize that you're asleep, and you start running. Yeah, <sighs> puppies are the best. Puppies are the worst. I want a puppy. Just kidding. Puppies are the best. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, why aren't you a puppy? Not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. You should Sorry. try hard. But yeah, there you go. Good Pups, questions. Puppy. Let's do some listener questions. Oh, listener yeah. questions. oh no, no, God, Woo! guys, I'm not ready for this. What you had Are so you much ready? time to get okay, ready? Okay, I'm ready. We've actually got the final three, so we're gonna have to milk them for some more later. Oh now, God, we just complained that we didn't have. Yeah, we, we smashed through them. Okay. From Nathaniel Patterson, opinions on Jason Bateman. I, for one, love him, but know many people who don't. I replied to this one online calling him the poor man's Mark Ruffalo, and I stand by that. And I replied to that comment going, how dare you? And I didn't because I don't like Facebook. That's not true. That's not true. Um. (laughs) So, yeah, opinions on Jason Bateman. I like things that he's in. I've never had a problem with him as an actor. I think think he's, he's an actor that hasn't been given the right vehicle yet. To really can't I think he's on the verge of maybe like a Paul Rudd discovery, um, and I think as soon as he gets that that one role in his real voice, he'll be he'll 
become uh, an A-list, an A-lister. I think that potential is definitely there. I enjoy yeah. it. I think he's very dry, like a Bugatti. A Bugatti, yeah. That would be like like a car. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm gonna go to the next question because I was <laughs> reading more questions and I didn't hear it. And now we're talking about Bugattis, and I have no idea what's going on. Um, from James Fenton. What are the worst films directed by generally highly regarded directors? Example, Carpenter, Tarantino, Spielberg, Scorsese, etc. Feel free to add more. Say the question again. I got distracted by the name Fenton. <laughs> what are the worst films directed by generally highly regarded directors? And he gives oh, the example right. of John Carpenter, Tarantino, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, or and then add more. If you the know. Hobbit. <laughs> Directed by Peter Jackson. <laughs> yep, it's a fair it's a, Really? Not the frightness? Peter Jackson's done some real stuff, like real dodgy stuff. His old like horror movies when he was starting off as a really independent filmmaker I mean, were pretty... Yeah. Yeah, but I, but there's an audience for that. And there's a, there's, there is a first film, so they are going to be bad, I guess. Okay, so Francis Ford Coppola. Yep. Godfather. Godfather 2. Like really well thought of. Super great. After The Godfather, he went on to direct Jack, starring Robin Williams as a 10-year-old boy who aged four years for every one chronological year. You didn't like that film. I did. Oh, so did I. I loved it as a child. Oh. It doesn't hold up. I've rewatched it. It's kind of like, ugh. Agree to disagree. Okay, I don't like fine. that movie, period. I never did. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, that, that, well, and that is really kind of one standout of Coppola's kind of oeuvre that is a questionable, a questionable sort of film in the rest of his work. Yeah, I would not have picked him directing that. But. David Lynch and June... I'm not a. I, I like some of Lynch's films, and I know they're like. I don't it's think... weird because some people really dig him, and he's got like the you know he's the best, and then everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but he he is a very well known filmmaker who has a very unique catalog. But that film is three slow hours. Of, oh, that, so that's, that's the, the real the, problem. No, what's the problem the is it's again? slow. June. What else has this guy done? Oh, God. Okay, so he did Twin Peaks, the series. Um, he did, what's it called? Oh, God. Um, Mulholland Drive, Eraserhead. Zane, you're pulling up a filmography to help me here or not? I am. I Thank am you. doing that. Blue Velvet. Um, what's it called? Highway? No, Highway? Nine Inch Nails, Come Back Haunted. That's probably not it. Sounds like a music video that he did. Uh, he's he's a generally is a surrealist director. Yes, yeah. Um, and like a lot of his films are pretty consistent. There's a couple like he did a couple of TV shows that weren't um, Twin Peaks that weren't great, but June is like extra level shit. It's so slow. See, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of of Lynch, but I don't I don't think that June is something that is generally thought of as distant from or different from his his work. See, I've never bad. seen 
any of this, so I just have no opinion. At now, all. I know it's me, so you guys instinctively think it's three hours. He hated it regardless of what it is. It's not the time. It's it's the pace. It is such a slow movie. It's Honestly, it's three hours of talking in a very high fantasy sci-fi setting. It's not. It's an old film, so the, the the effects aren't great, but that's what it is. Like you just deal with that. You put your head down. You get through the movie. It's an old movie, but it is just so damn slow, and that is a huge crime in an hour movie, and especially in a three-hour movie. I would say Lynch films, as a rule, are slow. That's particularly than like. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd pay that. Next question um, from Joshua Kumba. Who's that? Uh, oh, sorry, it's Josh Coomba. <laughs> uh, retcon in films. When has it actually worked and when has it gone terribly wrong? Oh, Explain. Well, it worked in Star Trek. A retcon? Yeah. So, oh, what's an example? Okay, Mark Star Rock- Trek. Star Trek 2009. Retcon the entire Star Trek series up until that point. Yep. And if you're after a smaller retcon, the Hulk. What with- are you, okay, uh, this is going to sound dumb. Retcon. Retroactive continuity. I'm trying to explain. Thank you. So, I'm, I'm, but you never said those words. I never so. got to it. I got <laughs> cut off three times. Now, a smaller version. Except is like, let uh, me interrupt you for a moment. Yep. Um, <laughs> Edward Norton played the first Hulk in the MCU. I, yeah. I, know, I now know because you said the words. No, no, no. Retroactive oh, I'm not going with the casting. This is a different thing. <laughs> I, I know. Okay. But. Well, I'm showing an example of when it worked. That's what I'm doing. Thought, but when I was saying, can you yeah, explain yeah. to me, you went on off yeah, I know, on I know. a fucking I know, tangent and I didn't know, say the I'm, fucking words. I That's was what doing, I'm saying. I'm multitasking. I was going to explain it and give my example at the same time. Well, it wasn't working. So I know because yeah. I couldn't say it. Um, redoing. <laughs> wait, 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 let me interrupt you both. Fucking say it. Um, getting rid of Edward Norton, replacing him with Mark Ruffalo. That's not the that's not the retcon I'm after. It's the trying to attach it to the MCU by changing what caused him to Hulk out mm. by going from the gamma thing for just because it happened to changing it to the failed super soldier serum experiment, bringing it in in line with the mythos that we got from Captain America rather than just have it be a random other thing. I think that worked pretty well. It wasn't a huge point, so it was able to slip under and get there without really changing much. But apart from that, like... Oh. You can get some nasty ones, though, especially in TV shows. Doctor Who was the worst for retconning. Every single X-Men mm. movie is a retcon. Oh, it pretty much is, yeah. 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 So, you know. Yeah. As for... We all have our opinions on those. Mm. They're all terrible except for three of them. Four of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're Sometimes. counting. I like four of ten. Is it ten movies? I don't even know how many there are. Retconning's usually bad. Usually bad. Usually bad. Yeah. Star Trek, I think, did it really well. Hmm. Really intelligent way to do it. While So being able to nod at the past, but still being totally free to move forward with an entirely different timeline. In in Torchwood, the TV show, retcons a drug that they give you to knock you out and make you forget the last day so that they can, like, oh, you have some retcon. Oh, you're gone. You're gone. Bye. You're in the story and you don't have memory of what happened. <laughs> you are perfectly then. It's terrible. But I don't know. It doesn't happen that often. Like in TV shows, yes. But in films, it's not. Well, we don't have that many series that aren't yeah. so reliant on what's come before. Like if I had more time to think, there might be some. But Rogue One. Kind of, yeah. I mean, in a way. They yeah, probably of. a few details would have been changed. Yeah. 
Well, they did say that the, how many Bothans died together. Says, what's a Bothan? I thought it was a race, and I don't remember there being any weird races that died getting the Death Star plans, well, apart was... from the Calamarians. But like that's, <laughs> but like yeah. Like, well, no, because the whole fleet showed up, so there was, but, could have been hundreds and hundreds of people there. Yeah, but like we didn't see any Bothans, and also what about all the non-Bothans that died? <laughs> you know how many Bothans died to get this? Hundreds. But what about the thousands so, of other you, people? You know when Han Solo, the whole like he shoots the guy. Before, mm. oh, that's a good recon. No. Isn't yeah. he a Bothan? Like the, the oh, is that is Grebo? Yeah, isn't he a Bothan? He a, a Bothan? I thought Bothans were dog people. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I thought they were. I thought they. That's what I legit thought they were. I'm uh, gonna search what a Bothan looks like, but yeah. I don't know, man. Bothans, this is gonna be great. Why, why, but yeah, that yeah. also as a scene, the the retcon. Yeah, dude, the fucking dog people was right. Huh. <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't see one of these. They're like, no. they're great. They look like minotaurs, except they don't have horns. They just have long ears. Well, maybe maybe they were the race that intercepted the message and had to get it back. And then yeah, <sighs> maybe that's a whole nother prequel that we're gonna get. I don't want the Bothan spy prequel. Why? Oh, wait, I would love to wait, see that. Movie. Did I fuck up? Did the Bothan spies get the plans for the second Death Star? I don't know. Because like it's the same. I'm not, it's the same plans. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big enough fan of Star Trek. I think that's all the questions. <laughs> um, Good. Now you can all ask more questions. Follow Jack's example and send through twenty at once. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. No, I like Greedo Jack. was a Rodian. Just so I knew that in my brain. That word was in my brain somewhere. Rodian. You two are such nerds. <laughs> Thank you. That's oh. <laughs> all right. You're welcome. Do you have any questions, Zane? Eh? <laughs> uh, why are you still in my house? I don't know. I want to go home. Yeah, I want to sleep right now. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> so well no look so that is a resounding yes vote for titans for titans yeah i'm really disappointed the sequel wasn't based on greek mythology you know what? perfect disney tie-in next time you can do it <laughs> no nah. really i will work for disney like, we're not re- we're not review re-reviewing remember the titans come on let me <laughs> I don't Let me do, do it. I don't want to watch it again immediately. No. It's a movie, not candy. You can't have more than one in a sitting. Right? That makes sense. Movie marathons are a thing, Seb. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us, because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash Second Take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure, that yeah. one. Or Second Take Podcast, you, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we, we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively 
uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's, allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day there'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts? There. Yeah. Where we just talk. At ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 